On today's job board, we have Is the buffet dead? Listener questions Irrigation Good idea, fairy Homegrown And what's happening on the course So, grab your spoons, head to the track It's time to tee off Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of From the Jingweeds. I am Matt, and I'm going to introduce my partner once again. Here I am, Dan Cutler. Episode 5, ready to go. Ready to go, it's cool. Hey, uh, so might as well start the week off as we always do. Let's say, what are we doing on the golf course this week? I mean, I can't, I can't say it again. We're still managing transition. I just Every day I feel like I just lay on my ragrass and dig through it and pray that the Bermuda's there. Nice. And I feel like there's these stages of transition where it's like you're kicking around in March, and you're like, yeah, this is great stand, Bermuda. Like, I feel pretty good about this. And then you get like later into the season and, and maybe spray out, and you're just like, well, where is all that yeah. Bermuda <laughs> gone? Yeah. But So for, uh, next week you close down one golf course. Yeah. Um, so are you – airifying and whatever but let's get back to that ryegrass you spraying anything out there or no yeah so we're gonna go some uh some lighter rates to try to see if i can slowly kick out the rye while the bermuda takes over like you know my concern was it was it was 100 100 degrees for what 10 days straight or whatever and and then i was thinking it might go back to the 80s or 90s and if i spray out now what am i left with what i think is a lot of bermuda it looks like to me on my tees and approaches yeah. Uh, which is all I got to transition on that first golf course. Which is typically what's mowed at a lower height. So yeah, it's going right. to be more sunlight and everything. Yeah. I'm seeing the same thing. Yep. So, you know, it's always this concern. I think I have a lot of Bermuda grass. I spray out. I was yeah, way overestimated how much is there. So I kind of want to do it by weather. It got to 100 degrees. It was like, did I, whisk, did I already miss my window? But now it's coming back and, and lows are in the 60s. Highers are going to be in the 80s and low 90s. So... I still think I'm going to go out probably next week at, at some lower rates and kind of do a third of the rate on three applications to see what it does and okay. kind of fertilize in between those applications right. and, and see. Again, the first golf course you close is the one that you do overseed, correct? No. So this is, okay. this one I only did tees and kind of like a little bit of the okay. surround and then the greens. So that's the first one we're going to transition. And then just the thought with that was I'm going to give my members – the, the other golf course that was overseed tees for Correct, greens yeah. that's still going to be in good shape for the next couple of weeks. They'll be able to enjoy those conditions. And while that goes on, I can do that light rate. Okay. Kind of slowly kill the rise. So hopefully it's dead okay. when we switch back. That was going to be my yeah. question. So you answered that. And then you swing back to the other golf course and we've already grown in the, you know, there's no transition on the fairways because right. I already got full over standard Bermuda. So it was just more of a balance in that playability for the membership. So that's why we're doing it. Nice. Uh, so looking forward to what? Two weeks closed. Three, five. Five so weeks. We go closed. five. This, basically, I'm down to 18 holes until we overseed. Wow. So not until November 3rd will I have 36 holes open, nice. starting on Monday. So that'll be somewhat. You think that right there? Going into it, here I am. Like, oh, nice. You're quote unquote in your head for one second. I'm thinking, oh, you have a whole golf course. You don't even really have to take care of. Only to realize all your work. 
is going for five weeks on the one of those 18. Yep. The other one is just maintained. Let's yep. just keep the grass short and playable and nothing else goes on in, on that place until five weeks from now when you close that. Which is funny because when I, when I worked in the Midwest, it was I, I just assumed that the summer in Phoenix was like the winter in the Midwest. Yeah. The dreaded... <laughs> Midwest. Really? Really? <laughs> the dreaded, oh, my God. Dreaded, I had never thought anything miserable. would be dreadful or miserable in that part so of the So it's kind of like in the winter, we're just doing maybe trimming trees or getting the equipment ready. And I would just assume that was the opposite here. But that's when we're doing everything. We're airifying. You know, we're verticutting. We're transitioning. We're growing in a whole new golf course. Right. So at that time, so it's it's probably busier now in the next week for me than it's been, you know, all winter long. Yeah, yeah, and I get I just get to kind of limp through it, get whatever I can get done. So I get no chance to close other than that four days. But at uh, Desert Canyon, we're just finished up air uh, elevating all the fairways and rough. Um, I kind of the I talked about it last week. We had the cactus tour out there, the girls, and that did end up getting in the way. So it took me. Um, right up to the end of the week and plus Monday this week to finish that. Um, I kind of did feel bad uh, running holes over in front of them. I tried, mo- I got it all mowed out, but it was like two of the holes freshly, you know, aerated with holes. It was mowed, but you know how that looks. It's all Were they giving relief muddy. though? Um, you know what? I don't know how they played it. All I really cared about because, I mean, I found out about this thing the Friday before it right. came. Um, otherwise, I probably would have, I definitely would have went into a whole different approach into it. Um, and all I told one of the girls on the putting green one day when I asked her how things were, and she said that everything was really good. She said one of the fairways seemed very wet compared to the others. And I had said to her, I said, you know, I'm really sorry. I said, I just found out about this thing on Friday. I said, otherwise, I probably would have never cut, you know, put those holes out in the fairways. Um, I said, but honestly, all I care about is that you all get to play on the same condition. You know, it's not yeah. like I ran through it halfway through and the first groups were just aerated and the last groups are playing off mode fairways. That's really all I cared about. Again, I don't want to make the golf course look like shit when, you know, a little mini tour is in there. But it is a mini tour and we're a public golf course. So I just get done what I can get done. But I did spray out a uh, herbicide to uh, transition the ryegrass out. I just did test plots today. Yeah. Uh, sprayed driving range tea, and then I have some two areas on far right side of uh, cart paths. So you pretty go, much you the go rough. full rate? You go full rate? No, I did a third of the rate. So you do a third? Yeah, I did a third of the rate, and I did the same thing last year, and it was a little bit cooler last year. Oh, for so um, much At the more. time that I sprayed, Real. and it... Knocked it back two and a half weeks after I sprayed it, and then probably three weeks after that, it started to come back. But again, June was cool last year, yep. and then we had a decent rainstorm in the middle of June, which right after I aerified greens, I told this story, was it looked like I overseeded them again with Triv because it was so beautiful out. Yeah, I right had after I had aerified same them. thing, like four holes on one of my golf courses after aerification came back it was more triv than i had on there at overseek <laughs> yeah and i was like what is going on and it'd be yeah. almost a disaster yeah and then good thank god it kind of the weather changed a week after that and it was you know back up to 100 degrees and then it climbed right up to i think it was a 110 by the time i aerified greens last year and that was same week 
14th or 15th of June we did it, yeah. which we're doing this year again. So again, a reminder, if you're playing Desert Canyon Golf Club um, the week of June 15th, Holla. Um, please, actually on Friday the 19th when we reopen, don't complain. I'm telling you now, holes and sand, holes and sand. June everywhere, probably 15th, everywhere in the valley. 15, 16, 17, 18. <laughs> holes and sand. Holes and sand. Do you are you ever you gonna pull cores in the fairway or you do that? Um, I did it the three years ago. I tried it, and my soils are so hard yeah. and clay that it, I broke so many times. So my goal is to hopefully one day do it, but I've got to put more sand down in there and yeah. create the some more, whatever, a little cap too. layer yeah. of some decent soil that I can actually. I mean, I went a hundred yards with an air fire on my big tractor and broke like 11 of the 15 or 16 times yeah. whatever it is on there I, I did the same thing my first year we had this i think it's toro sr 71 yeah right? it's, a, it's a deep tie and air fire and i was going to go deep tie all these horrible fairways just send the thing down the first way i think there's 16 tines on them yeah. nine were bent at 90 degree angle and got done <laughs> well there's like park that back in the shop and yeah. i ended up finding an aerator uh, I think I had lunch with you and Craig, and you guys were talking it up. And yeah. I, you know, finding one buried in my yard, and then I just went up. So I've been beating mine up too with that. Now I've got the aggravator, which has the it's the aerovator yeah. on steroids, and that'll make a big hole. You're yeah. not gonna. You're not gonna want the cactus almost, I've yeah. seen, you know, yeah. I've seen a couple guys do it. A few directions it looks like you rototill the fairway. Yeah, they, it's a little nerve wracking when you do it, but I mean, since then, I think. That'll probably put us in a good spot to uh, maybe deep tie again pretty soon. But okay. like, like same as you, man. These things were bent sideways, and I was like, okay, well, yeah. I can't afford plan. Yeah, that's New one plan. pass, a hundred yards on the fairway. I can't afford to do this whole thing. Yeah, no way. And I even set it so it barely went in the ground, and it was pulling out just yeah. basically the thatch layer, not even getting soil. I was like, what am I doing out here? Yeah, I mean, to give some people the idea of how hard this caliche can get, I. Literally had to use a jackhammer to get a fairway head out yeah. of the ground because we were doing some fairway head uh, yeah. reconfiguration. A, a jackhammer to get the thing out of the ground. And <laughs> my fairways are supposed to grow grass on this thing. <laughs> like we said before, people built homes out of this stuff with the same thing we do every day. <laughs> Clay and water. Yeah. And yeah, we're supposed to grow grass. But uh, anything else going on? You know, what, how's, how's play? It's still way, way, way up. I mean, <clears throat> just looking at trying to figure out, you know, I would say after Cinco de Mayo, it goes to 50 rounds a day, yeah. 40, 30. And as we drag on, the hotter it gets, obviously, that dwindles 175 today. Yeah. Wow. And they're sticking around big time. I um, think the numbers are still starting to go down. Obviously, every, you know, information changes every minute. Um, so. Is your restaurant opening? No, not yet. We're going to be looking at open probably in a week or so, yeah. I would assume. Again, at a 25% capacity with the rest of Arizona. We'll see how that works. I don't, you know, that's a yeah. that's a club decision. I don't. Um, ours did open Monday. Um, so he's, yeah, it's got tables, you know, spread all, all over the place. Yeah. But the good thing is that golfers are staying there. Yep. Um, we did have... He could put out tables and call them rehydration stations, and they were separated again all throughout the restaurant. And all people could do was basically have like a beer and a water, yeah. And then that, and then they had to leave. Okay. You know? So they they would stay there for that much, but and, you know we have the uh, 
membership card where you get a hot dog. You couldn't even eat your hot dog inside there. And I mean, I was watching people in there. One day I was picking up lunch, watch people unwrap the thing. And they're like, hey, man, you got to go. And I was like, really? okay, we'll be heading outside. He's like, yeah, I just can't. I can't do I mean, that. I was getting off on a tangent here, but I had a conversation, I think, uh, today with, I think, Kip. Um, and we we're talking about, you know, is this the death of the buffet? Like, yeah, buffets are fucking gross regardless. Don't you disrespect a Chinese buffet and the oh. garlic bread. Not not here. Chinese buffets are delicious. Buffets are gross. Anyway, is this going to be the end? Like you see, he's saying sweet tomatoes. It was just that salad buffet. Yeah. Sweet sweet tomatoes, sweet plantation, whatever. They're closed permanently every store. Done. They are out of business. Wow. Because they are, you know, self-service is it? Is that the death of the buffet? I would buffet? say so. I would say Vegas? the buffet is definitely... Oh. Vegas. Yeah. I mean, for a while. For a while. I mean, buffets are fucking gross anyways. You're, I mean, everybody's fucking sticking you're their hands all over their shit. And this, fucking this is Picking ridiculous. their nose no, and no, putting no, it I'm on I'm not going to let you tell people this. <laughs> you're a liar. I think, I think they're gross. I will tell you this one time I was at a buffet. <laughs> that we were at the hot potato bar. <laughs> This dude is like fumbling with his hot, his potato, his baked potato. Anyway, he gets the 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 sour cream and he's trying to get it off his the thing. Oh. He dips his finger off. He puts oh. his finger to take it off the spoon. Oh, see. Then licks his finger and dips the spoon back in the sour cream. I told you. I immediately go to the worker. I was like, yeah. Reason, that's got to go. But this Reason four hundred and twenty-seven. Why? <laughs> Fucking buffets. The are gross. Savage put his yeah. finger in the spoon. That's he should just lick the spoon. <laughs> and he's like leaving his wrappers and stuff uh, on the. People are gross. People are scumbags. So you add them all those scumbags to fucking buffets, and they're gross. Uh, this is not. We but is it the it, end it, of it? I don't know. For are you time. going? You're a connoisseur of the buffet, so. Are you going to buffet? It's been a long time since I've had a good Chinese buffet, but if I see one, I'm going to stop. <laughs> I mean, have you ever had garlic bread at a Chinese buffet? <laughs> garlic bread at a Chinese buffet? No, I've yes. never heard of that. Well, we'll never know now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because the buffets are done. Oh, that's interesting, though. Yeah, I mean, not to go sideways. But that was sideways. But uh, back to whatever we now were talking Now people are about. thinking about garlic bread. <laughs> yeah. While you're listening to this, make sure you're driving around... Uh, <laughs> Looking out, seeing if you can find out a buffet that has garlic bread for sale. Sizzler. Gross. All right. So after that, that was uh, enough of the old buffet talk, I guess. Uh, so is there anything else that's uh, kind of touching on you that you want to talk about or you want to cover something? I mean, um, other than, oh, I guess the coronavirus update, we got nothing. We're status yeah. quo. State of Arizona was already open. Looks like, I don't know. Well, stores. I, I went by PGA Superstore the other day. Open. Uh, two weeks ago went by it and there were three cars in the parking lot, which I'd imagine were workers. Yesterday I went by it and there was probably, and this is no joke, 50 cars in the parking lot. Really? Uh, one of my workers went asked me if he could, uh, if they allowed him to go hit golf balls, uh, hit balls, hit drivers or whatever. He's looking for a new driver. He's like, I want to go test it out. I said, yeah, you can go there. I said, I don't know the rules, but I can imagine that it's going to be a little bit more strict. You probably have to make for sure an appointment because I've walked in there and you, no one's in there. And you're like, hey, man, can I hit this thing? And they're like, yeah, go ahead. Then there's other days. <laughs> why, you, why are you asking me? I just work here. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. This is your place, isn't it? 
And then I said, there's other times you go in there and it's packed and you're going to wait yeah. in line or whatever. I said, just call before or whatever. And I said, have you checked anywhere else? And uh, he said Sunday he went to Dick's and couldn't get into the net because there were so many people in line. He said the place was a zoo. Dick's Sporting Goods. <clears throat> are, are they making clubs again? I know mm. Titleist, all those... You know, the idea that it was just packed. People were like, okay, it's open. <laughs> yeah. Like fucking flies on shit. The restaurants open, what, Monday? I don't know what they look like. I'm not interested to find out yeah. because I'm sure it's a shit show, but... They're opening back up, and apparently on Friday, my actually I go to Mountainside on Monday. Those yeah. are opening back up. Yeah, the gyms are opening again. I don't. I bet they're going to they're gonna be a zoo, an absolute zoo. Oh, it's going to be a zoo, but they're gonna, I I think they're limiting you know how many people can be in the classes. There's going to be yeah, well, their classes. But what about in the gym alone? So all what the, happens? Yeah, for how long show? people have been sitting here? Yeah. I don't, dude, you're so right. You're, you're going to go I'm in there and walk around and lean on shit for like fucking two hours no, just to be away, back. right? I can't. I can't. I yeah. got you got a good situation, stuff. I guess. I got a decent situation that with a wife being pregnant, it's just not, yeah. not worth me risking any True. anything. It'd be selfish. But I bet they're going to be fucking packed. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And like nothing stopped. And then you're going to go there and you're going to have to listen to fucking those two monkeys over there. <laughs> Fucking leaning on shit. They're all swollen out talking about how this was all bullshit, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No thanks on the gym here for a little bit. <laughs> I guess it's back yeah. back, back to the prison workout. Push-ups. <laughs> push-ups and sit-ups. Like Herschel Walker. What did he used to do? He five, used to golf. Five, a thousand push-ups and a thousand sit-ups before the first commercial of Love Connection. Is or some right? shit like that. Maybe it was 500. 500 push-ups and 500 sit-ups before the first commercial Love Connection. That was his big claim to fame back in the day. It was in Playboy magazine. My dad used to subscribe to it. And I remember him telling us that when we were kids. Yeah, you didn't read the article. No, I didn't read the article. Well, I read the articles, right? I mean, just read the ads in the front, the clone ads, that's all. Did you listen to the Chicklins at RAs talk about how he had a a Playboy subscription when he was 14? Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty much like that. It's got great articles. Yeah. You can't defend that. <laughs> oh, that was funny. But yeah, so that was his workout. So maybe that's what we continue to keep doing. Because yeah, I can't imagine going to the gym yeah. right now. That just seems like... Yeah, I think you're right. Again, right. like buffets. Those are gross too. You just, know, no just, one... Can we move? We're not agreeing to disagree. Dude, I'm not, a, I'm not a germ freak. I'm just like, you know, they don't really clean... Nothing's cleaned down. So what, I'm relating it to the corona thing. Like, why are you going to go to these places? They're, they're gross to begin with. Now you're just going to go Buffet, when you can just do whatever you want. True. Anyway. Anyways. But, so uh, anyway, that's... I mean, we got nothing up. No update as far as the, pretty much status quo, I know. Arizona's slowly opening up more and more. I guess you know golf's opened everywhere. Yeah, though. yeah pretty much Chicago, everywhere in the country except for only, Chicago, right? You can only play as a twosome and fifteen minutes apart. Fifteen minute yeah. intervals. I did see that. Well, so no carts. That's tough on making money. No carts. Yeah, that's tough to make money when you got such limited rounds going. When you through. think about golf and no carts, I mean, there's a, there's, I mean, every age plays, but right to limit yourself, to, you just eliminate probably. With 40% of your yeah. daily like morning play. Right. I talked to my mom in Massachusetts, and she uh, had said the little club that's down the road had opened up only walkers. You can play in twosomes. I didn't ask her what the tea time interval was, but she did just had mentioned one of her friends, uh, one of the guys that plays down there, and I know who he was, 
said he played for the first time and had to walk, and he's not a gentleman that sh- can handle the walking of a couple rolling hills of circulation lemons to massachusetts and yeah he said he was dying at the end of it dying and he always took a cart i mean it was like no there was no question he's fucking riding in yeah. a cart you know and, what else uh, is gonna hold your beer so it'd be wonder i'd wonder if he when the next time he's gonna go running out there to play which he probably should because he'd probably fucking right. feel better about himself you know i could go on that whole thing for a while but you know does that drive him kind of away from the game but Again, you hope with everything opening up that, you know, we'll be able to allow a golf cart for a yeah. guy to get around. Yeah. So give him a golf cart. What's, you know, you're running you singles. Know, I'm running singles and carts. What's the diff? This is a good point. I think uh, what's the future of, I mean, golf, we're looking at, at golf in general and the changes like no more buffets, but on a serious note on the golf course, is this the death of the bunker rake? Is it every cart has a single rake? I did see they're trying to sling those. I know there's clubs in town that have single rake carts. Are we are we ever going to put bunker rakes back out? How much how yeah. much is golf going to change? I know we don't have the answers, but it's like how much is golf going to change just for the fact that yeah, I think you know, bunker rakes in my week. place are definitely going to end up going back out. Yeah, you know? but when? Not sure. Right. Not sure at all. Um, when are we going to flip cups back over or take the pool out or stop raising them up and? I remember we talked about this on one of the first few episodes. That cup is going to be the last thing that gets put back to normal at my place, for sure. Yeah. How, for I mean, sure. You already see all people have those the little putter yep. lifter things. And yep. when is that going to be just a standard? You know? Yeah. I don't know. I looked at that thing and I can't... You know, the clock's running on those things on how many of them are soon to be thrown out on Twitter. Snapped off from people yeah, yanking on it. You know, so... And they were pretty pricey. I um, thought I saw somebody on Twitter made one out of PVC, made it himself. Yeah, you know that looks fucking janky. You know, I know. And plus, I don't. I mean, I, I, who knows the right or wrong answer? I think what's going that, on like, right now is just fine. I think why not? Why are we raking bunkers? Yeah. It didn't the game never started us raking bunkers? What's wrong with just raking it out with your foot? Yeah, when we uh, when the Jingweeds took the trip to. Um, Nebraska, the Prairie Club. Uh-huh. That's no amenities on that golf course. Yeah. You know, um, I heard Pine Valley. Now I don't know if this is true or not, but I heard yeah, Pine let us Valley. Know if anybody knows, uh, I think I have a decent source, but who knows? Um, the Pine Valley Country Club, nice, nicest club in the planet. They don't rake their bunkers. Yeah, it's just raked once a day, so the members smooth it out with their foot. Now, I don't know if that's accurate. As somebody has yeah. heard, but. I know at the Prairie Club, they basically don't do it because the wind blows so yeah, much well, that yeah. the whole place is... There's nothing to knock you know, it down. I mean, yeah. you can go into it, hit a ball, and walk out and look back but, at it, and the thing's pretty much... Did it affect over. your experience one bit? <laughs> no, it was right. awesome without it. Right. You know? So if somebody just does the courteous thing and smooths out their footprints, and you land in the bunker, it's it's considered yeah, a half-shot penalty a, anyway. It's a hazard. Yeah. At least you found it. Right. It wasn't it's, in the bottom of a lake. Should be even... I mean, is that... Like I said, is that the death of the... The bunker rake. Yeah. Or you can Probably be like uh, Alice Cooper and just pick it out and throw it behind you. Yeah, that, my, well, new uh, rules, you can take a two-stroke penalty, right? Correct, yeah. Way. But I don't know if he took the penalty. My, uh, well, you don't have to if you're Alice Cooper. My general manager has been playing with him lately. They went and played the Phoenician. And really? uh, he, he was telling me, he was like, oh, yeah. He's like, I don't know how many strokes he counts. <laughs> He's like, but, you know, he went into a bunker. He's like, and I just happened to look over there, and he was just tossing it out behind him, and he got out and hit it back in. He gave him some score, and 
Huh? You shot what? Yeah. Yes, sir, Mr. Yeah, Cooper. Yeah, exactly. I thought you birdied that. Yeah, great round. Great did round. You, did you say par? I put you down for birdie. <laughs> I'll just leave it. Just leave it. Yeah, that's good. Actually, the one you threw out of the bunker, I counted as zero. So you're actually hitting one. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, you can remove it. So you play it that way. But that'll be interesting to see. I'm interested almost every day. now, Especially now that things are opening up. There seems to be a little bit more... I don't know. It's another buzz, you know, running around the golf club. That's the new topic. Every person comes in now. Everything's opening up, you know, and it's like, yeah, thanks. You know, yeah. been paying attention too. But it's just funny. It's a new subject to, for people to harp on standing there paying. Oh, yeah. I mean, once thing. I just need sports back. Yeah. I can handle it if I just had sports. I'm yeah. Just... Uh, this weekend, is that thing happening or not? Uh, the Skins game. Uh, I have yeah, not. 17th. Is it the seventeenth? Yeah, sure? it's on the seventeenth on Sunday. Nice. We may have to watch and record. I'm, I'm perfectly fine yeah, with that. Yeah, that that'll be a good time, and <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Just to have something. Did you watch the UFC last weekend? Um, watched a bunch of the highlights. Didn't watch mm-hmm. it though. You know, I watched a bunch of the clips wherever I could find it. I heard some unbelievable fights. I heard some. You know, yeah, too. I don't follow that, and like I follow yeah. it enough to watch it and be. But if you start naming people. Yeah. I only know the big names. Yeah. You know, but they're all I'll go crazy. McGregor. Yeah. You know, but I'm not I'm not getting ESPN. Yeah, plus if it's yeah, exactly. If it's on, I'm watching. And yeah. right now it's one of the only things that's on. So I yeah, kinda Korean tuned in. And... You know, I heard one of the fights was real good, so I'm gonna go watch it. And it was five rounds of two dudes kicking the that's absolute piss out yeah, of each other. Awesome. So it was entertaining. But I was listening to Rogan, and he was talking about calling it in an empty arena. He said it was real weird. Real weird. And I know uh, at one point he asked, he was just about to ask the crowd, to, let's hear it for, and he was like, let's hear it for, and nobody say anything or something like that. He like, it totally slipped on it. It was pretty That's funny. weird. Yeah, it was a 15,000 seat arena where they held it. Yeah. Whereas like WrestleMania did it like backstage at their camp they did wrestlemania yeah. these guys just put it in an arena and they just uh rogan was saying today that it was um to give people the feeling of hey this shit's for real you know it wasn't any other thing than yeah, right. to tell people like this is for real we're taking this as dead serious as possible uh everybody was tested one of the fighters done because he tested positive and he came in saying that I'm pretty sure I'm going to test positive here. Uh, have a family member that's got it. And he dude came in all covered in all his shit. And they tested everybody at the door. I believe they did two times. Really? Um, tested everybody before. So he ended up positive and they took him off the card. He had never even entered the building. So they caught him before. They were testing him outside. Then they get him all in there. And then before they fought, they t- tested that's again. That's awesome. So they were doing everything they can. And just, I think it's the... Kind of, you got to prove that it can be done. Yeah. You know, um, the cactus tour was out at the golf course. Can't imagine a single one of them was tested. You know? Right. I mean, why would you if golf's available to do it? You know? How is that working? Twosomes? Oh, yeah. They played twosomes. They each got their own cart. They got their own cart. Yeah. They played in twosomes. But then, like, family members could go or their caddies or whatever it was. That could follow along. Yeah. You know, they could either ride in their car or some of them even, we did charge like parents to have a rider fee. You know, sure. if they were going to take their own separate, they could ride with their daughter 
fine. Oh, really? Or their coach could ride without paying. How many paying. caddies? Uh, 30% maybe. Really? Yeah. And most of them looked the like... Were um, uh, No. No. Really? No. Some, I believe the girl that was uh, that led it, I'm not even sure her name. I believe her first name's Mia. But anywho, I'm pretty sure she didn't have a caddy. Uh, Haley Moore has a, either her coach or caddy with yeah. her. And then a lot of parents, a lot of parents. Uh, there was an 11-year-old in it, an 11-year-old, and her dad was caddying. <laughs> yep. Yep. She was tiny, tiny little thing. She, yeah. She, uh, she was an Asian girl, and uh, she looked, you know, she looked like she was eight. But yeah, hit number nine, put it out to right at the corner where the pine tree is, from the Just orange tea. shelling it From out. the orange tea. That's a blast yeah, that's for a an 11-year-old. Yeah. Um, not sure what place she played in, but had a great up and down on 13 uh, the day I saw her. You know, I was sitting behind the green. I could barely see the girl on the tee. I'm thinking to myself, oh, my God, how little is this girl? And yeah. she came walking up. And then I asked um, one of the moms that came through and she was talking to me. I said, hey, do you have any idea how old that little girl is? She's like, oh, she's 11. Jeez, dude. Yeah. And playing on that thing and I don't care if she was good bad I know her name was not at the bottom of the hole that's wild yeah she so crush me. good for her yeah well, most of them were college girls um, college and then late high school it wasn't I think she was definitely the youngest and I don't think there was anybody any really even close yeah you know maybe 15 years old after that but no a lot of good players um, I think 7 under won it or 8 under won it for a 3 day it's pretty damn good because your greens are fucking hard yeah and the whole golf course you can't spray it, it. Easy. You can't no you can't spray you gotta hit it in the right spots you're fucked at your place mm-hmm. yeah or if you hit driver you can hit it too far oh yeah you know you hit it too good and you're fucked yeah so which sucks for me <laughs> yeah because like one too good drive around <laughs> one good drive around it says it's and it happens to be on number good. four and you hit rip oh, it out in the street yeah yeah um so one of the things, um, I think we got a couple of listener questions. Yeah. So this listener co- question comes from Mike Cutler in uh, Kansas City, Missouri, who just happens to be my brother. But yeah. uh, Cutler family just running this place. It. Uh, how much water do you use on a nightly basis and what is your water source? So I guess two-part question, how much water am I using in the summer when we're full bore? I'm probably doing 750,000 gallons a night. Yeah. On each golf course? On each golf so course. So 1.5 million. And how many uh, acres on each average? 100 per. 100 per. Okay. Yeah. When I was in California, we were, we were doing close to a million a night, but that's below sand. It's hotter there on yeah. average, five degrees hotter probably. Uh, so it's <laughs> just percolate. Yeah, it goes straight. If you had a stuck head, you wouldn't even know. Yeah, that's like, crazy. oh, there's a stuck head on night. It's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Really? Never, never yeah, notice it. Yeah, I get a stuck head in my place. It's like we're gonna shut that down yeah, for three days. They don't even gonna... say that. They're like, "Hey, you got Keep... ducks on 11. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for the next two days. Yeah. Two days is like there was no mosquito there. problem. <laughs> so uh, yeah, probably one point five million dollars a night in the in the middle of the summer. Okay, so which is an ungodly, obviously amount. Yeah, of water. that's crazy. And then my sources, I've got some reclaimed water, so the people in the community. All this stuff is treated right there on proper or in the community and then pumped back to my place. So I use reclaim and then I got some well, but both are just it's trash. Yeah. And I got I got high salts in my my soil. So per acre foot, 
which is probably about 330,000 gallons yeah, and putting out 2,500 ton or 2,500 pounds of salt per acre foot when I night irrigate at night. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, and the well's not any, it's no difference. I mean, they, you know, the bicarbonates and salinity as far as, you know, the well and the, and the uh, reclaimed are, it's pretty similar. That's crazy. Yeah. Cause I'm probably how many miles? 10, 15 at 15, tops, yeah, 15, 15 miles away from door. you and yeah. I'm on a well and I'll be honest with you, I've never done the math on how much salt I put out because it's not even a problem. Yeah. It used to be drinking water for the town was my well. Really? Yeah. And uh, so I don't have any salt issues. My, I'm totally well water. Um, I have 68 acres of turf and I probably put out on right now 500,000, maybe yeah. some nights with my heavy ones, I'll bump it up to almost 700,000 to try like, and get a good flush in. Yeah. I block the ET at, uh, oh, yeah. point, at uh, point three. Yeah. It's as high as I'll let it go. And then we just kind of spot water what we need to in the morning. ET's right now like point, for anywhere from point two four to point two seven is what I'm seeing. Right. Same I've had point threes Have already. Yeah. Uh, so... You know, but I block it. I stop it at point three, and then just kind of do the spot watering thing. So I'm roughly using five hundred thousand gallons a night, probably on average. But on a year, I use three hundred and sixty acre feet for the full year because in the winter time, you know, when nothing's right. growing, you're using a hundred thousand gallons. Yeah. You know, sometimes if that. I would, yeah, I would say on average, you know, we're probably looking at. 250 aside you know 200 300 aside but again i got 100 acres each golf course so right yeah and then but you obviously you also oversee wall to wall i just teach pharaohs and green so there's a difference there but yeah salt's a huge issue for me obviously creates a lot of problems right i mean how much time are you using are you spending on your irrigation system you checking it like every day when I go around, uh, I'm pretty much cha- making adjustments on my system like most of the golf courses. All the ones that I worked on and everybody that I know around here, you can individually control each head from your yeah. computer, um, adjust percentages. Uh, okay, so that's a good point. So for people who are not superintendents and golfers, like we, my system and I think your system too, you links toro no, yeah um toro okay. links yep we with can, osmac on a typical on a typical station we can control each irrigation head individually and give assign that a percentage how much we wanted to water uh, we can uh, raise and lower each individual head and and when we're talking about probably 1400 1500 heads yep. on the golf course so in each one of those are individually controlled by percentage on a central computer right so that's what we're talking about where we're individual head control so I'm probably every day I'm adjusting probably five heads I'd say on average. Some days I get in there as the temperatures change. I get you know yep. the sun gets higher in the sky. I get some areas that I have to really cut down due to shade issues in the winter time. Right now I'm spending a lot of time getting those back those percentages up. Um, you know to give those areas the water that they need as the sun starts to hit those. So right now I'm adjusting probably five heads a day, but there are days. Where I'll, that's it. I'm just in there adjusting things. Um, yeah. I save my program every month. So some years I have gone back to maybe loading in next, last June, you know, because it's kind of all set right. for May, you know, and I'll load that in in May. 
because it's all set for June. Yeah. Um, I've gone back in and probably due for it. It's time to hit the reset button because if you play with these heads every day, adjusting percentages, two years into it, you've got one area has got it up to 160% of what it should be running. And right next to it's got a head that's running 70%. And you've got the whole thing so out of whack, whether it's a hillside, you know, the bottom of a hill, north facing hill, the thing just gets wild. Sometimes you just have to hit the whole reset get it all back to 100 percent, and then start working from there again you'll be surprised on the lack of adjusting you need to do yeah so the idea for this episode came from a conversation probably had lunch over lunch probably last week about i was telling you i was thinking about hitting the reset and going back to 100 percent on everything because you get this situation where now you've got a head at 165 you got this one over there at 45 you got 105 you got 95 you got it's just it's so convoluted and watered it's too much right and it's like maybe all this shit we did over the last year or two years or three years since we did it last or for me it's gonna be four it's like maybe we've just over adjusted here and now this is under adjusted the head next to it yep. and it needs all just to be reset back to normal and let's start and over let's on start day over again and it keeps you tuned in you know yeah. to really what's going on rather than like right now you almost saw or some days you feel like you're chasing your tail Oh. You're like, Jesus Christ, I just thought I adjusted these same ones. And then you go back in there and you're like, oh, no, I adjusted the three on the other side of the fairway, not yeah. these ones. So, yeah, you get bouncing around. So some, if you're kind of playing with that, I remember back at bring this place up a lot at Highlands one day we were, you know, boss was bitching and complaining that, you know, we are in there too much adjusting stuff. I'm going to hit the reset. I'm going to hit the reset. Finally, one day he said, that's it. He's like, hit the fucking reset button. He's like, I'm di- I'm tired of watching you guys in here doing this shit. Yeah. He's like, just hit the reset button. He said, I'm tired of driving around and not seeing the results I want to see. He's like, so you're too far gone. And he brought up that same exact point. Was that your percentage? He said, look at them all. They're all all over the place. Yeah. He's like, just hit the reset button. I mean, how many fairways do you have or tees or anything that one any programs that is 100% across the board? I I can tell you right now, I have zero. <laughs> zero for um, any holes. Yeah, I definitely don't. But I think I'm in, I'm within a better window on a handful. Yeah, of holes. yeah, sure. But I mean, you know, no higher than 110 and no lower than 90. I can say that. How a couple many times holes. do you think you've you've adjusted that same head over and over? It's like, man, yeah. I got that same dry spot. <laughs> yeah. It's May again, and it, here it is again. Yeah, and, and then some days you you're thinking about. Really, I have to run this at two hundred percent. This one and the one next to it gets wet around it. You yeah. know, it's what the fuck. I How mean, frustrating. And we're all smart enough before all the superintendents out there going bag on us. It's like, oh, is the head leaking out of the top? And yeah. No, we've done all that. You've checked all your, you've idiot proofed yeah. it, and make I mean, sure it turns. Make sure it does everything else. Now we're worried about adjusting. If you got wet spots, got dry spots, go check your equipment first. Don't worry about what, how much water is coming out of it. Let's yeah, right. see if it works properly. Yeah. So yes, that has been covered. We're just talking about hitting that old reset button. I mean, I've every year it seems like I'm doing it like a wholesale changes on my property. The first year we we did a nozzle, nozzle adjustment where we we bought every head on the golf course I I thought was under nozzled, so we we increase the nozzle size. Then, you know, we, we go through a whole season. We get back to transition. It's like, 
Well, we're not getting coverage everywhere we need to, obviously. So then I'm going up to 80 from 65 to 80 PSI. And then it's like, all right, well, we're still not getting this certain coverage of this coverage. So we're adding nozzles. It's this constant battle. Yeah. I mean, not everywhere I've been, but especially in my place, it's like. When you bring up that coverage thing, um, coverage topic, how old is your system? Uh, Well, I got all new heads the year before I got there. So. I mean, five years ago they. Got How about the measurements and the spacings and the? Oh, dude, those those are probably original. I mean, real. Okay. Well, there was a renovation in '07, and I don't know the extent of the. I know it wasn't a full irrigation renovation. There were just some additions, but yeah, I think everything in the ground is there's original stuff out there. And wow, yeah, mine was put in 2008, um, and definitely major you know spacing problems when they put it in uh the superintendent at the time had said i can do this we glue pipe together that's been told to me by two of my salesmen that that's what he said to my owner was we can put this in and you sure you can do this yep we can glue pipe so it's that easy so they bought a trencher and a uh backhoe loader and they started doing it themselves. Oh, no. So you can go down number, for sure, number 12, the driving range. They're pretty straight holes or a hole in the, obviously, the driving range. And they're perfect square, um, not the triangular placement. It's perfect squares. They, <laughs> they line straight up with each other the whole way down. Really? So there's no way you can, there's areas on number 12 that I smash my head up against a wall all the time trying to water it. And then I just have to sit there and go... This is borderline impossible. This you can turn on all four of these heads in the middle of that gets zero water. Yeah. You know, just cuz it's not spaced out right. And halfway through, they were so far behind on it, they called in precision irrigation and they finished it up. And if I now that I told you this, you could definitely go and walk my golf course. Literally just walk it with a piece of paper and a pen and not even a measuring tape or anything. Just walk it and look at it. And now next time you play, you're going to look at this. Yeah. And you can tell me exactly what holes, who did. It's that noticeable. There's a reason like irrigation renovations cost more than a million dollars. Yeah, exactly. And a lot (laughs) of it has to do with the guy that puts it, you know, on paper. From what I was also told that he grabbed the plans because they were put out on paper and he grabbed them and so much crinkled them up and said why would you volunteer yourself we, for an irrigation renovation? we start here to save his job that's oh I'm really doing. yeah there's zero percent chance I, I want anything to do yeah exactly to yeah that's what i would say i'm not not that smart for sure to put anything in like that right okay this is this is that guy's job this is yeah. his profession to figure out where and and all those guys that run that equipment and glue glue the pipe. Right, yeah, glue the they pipe. They all get specifically paid to do that job and to do it efficiently. Some of my lateral lines are about four inches to five inches in the ground. Yep. First year I ever ran the aerovator, I thought for sure on 14 I was going to hit pipe. Because it's that low. I have swing joints that go up. Oh, sorry. <laughs> swing joints that go down. They go down. down and then instead, back. Yeah, and then back up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so the uh, lateral line is basically running in line with the bottom of the sprinkler. Yeah. It's insane. I mean, we could talk about that. The reason we're talking about it is because this is the heartbeat of the operation, right? right. It's the most important thing we got. 
This yeah. is the best tool we have on the golf course, hands down. So when we talk about irrigation, so we've got single head. We can adjust heads individually. Uh, I think, you know, it's all over the map. There's yeah. some that are on block systems that are some of the two-head stations. Uh, we're in both such a good situation where we got that. Right. Um, all that is run from a central computer that runs that information to those green boxes that you see on the golf course. And then basically the computer downloads to those and that information goes out of the golf course. So every night, I know, I think this is a no-brainer for every superintendent. We Every day before we leave the office, we make our adjustments, yep. daily irrigation adjustments, make sure the ET is right, uh, make sure we're watering what we want to water, turning heads on, turning heads off, and then we make sure all that information gets downloaded to the satellites. Yep. And that's the entire heartbeat of what we do right. or what I do. And it's the only way I've ever worked on it. I never worked on a golf course back east, but I mean, I know guys that are still have night watermen. You know, that go around, click, oh, snap yeah. in the couplers, and you know, the big old fucking huge, I don't even know what they're called, the big old, like... Water cannon? Yeah, the water <laughs> cannon. And they just drive around the night, water in place. You know, typically all of those get rain, so they don't even need it, you know, as yeah. an irrigation system. So it's really when they hit the drought time, they go up and down the middle of the fairways, let the roughs kind of take the beating they're going to take, keep the greens alive. And that's pretty much it. And by then, you hope to see some rain soon. But yeah, we're running water out of 365 days a year. We're running it 300 for sure. Oh, yeah. Or very close to 290 yep. day, nights a year. Oh, yeah. You know, and then that all depends on what we get for winter rains and maybe a monsoon, you know. But other than that, it's running every night. Yeah. Um, water costs are all over the place. Again, I have a well, so I pay very little for my water. Yeah. Um, it's almost what your house cost. So, Is it really? Yeah. Yeah, I think my water budget's uh, probably $500,000 in just water alone. Yeah, that's and that's just one. That's for two golf courses, so that's not too bad. Yeah. Whereas across the street from us is 400000 for... Is it? Yeah. But the city, city water? Yeah. Yeah, these are well, all... city mixed, city and... Uh, uh the reclaimed water yeah right so they're running four hundred thousand dollars yeah none of my water is potable so we get i mean a little break there so that that'll tell you a little story of what it costs to run a golf course out here and or in this kind of climate you know here florida well florida gets a little bit more rain but uh palm springs same thing oh palm springs worse than here we don't get monsoons i think it rained probably probably rained more this winter than the entire time three years i lived in palm springs wow that's crazy huh so uh, anything else going? What else? Uh, any more questions? Because that's pretty much up on our irrigation. If you guys got any more questions, please yeah, that was reach out to us. Stuff. Yeah. Sorry, that got a little boring. <laughs> it's late here tonight. I enjoyed at, it. it. Yeah. It's late here tonight at uh, the new studio. So I think we got you got one from your boy Smitty. Oh, yeah, Smitty Dog? Yeah, we'll see. He wants to know uh, who decides where the pin goes every night or for you know if we want to be assholes if we want to put in bad spots um we do like a four zone kind of yep. thing so we send out a, a cup cutter who's typically a non-golfer here in arizona yep. and uh it's basically cut the cup in this one of these zones and then it's our it's basically our responsibility me and my assistants to go behind and make sure they're not right impossible yeah, yeah you teach so, him on the first right. couple days that he's ever done it you give him the idea of what this is a flat spot you can't put it here. There is no rule on it. I hear people all the time, that's yeah. an illegal pin. 
There's no rule by the USGA or PGA that says that anything is illegal. It's kind of a known thing, or at least I was taught coming in. It's a flag stick from the collar. Yep. Is from the edge of the green to the end of the flag stick. You, anywhere within there is, I guess, acceptable. But there is no rule. So I've definitely heard some people say, oh, that's an illegal pin. It could be on the side of a hill. Yeah. That'd be being a dick. You know, you got to make it potable. Right. I just kind of tell them, stand on an area, um, put your arms straight out, shoulder length, and drop the ball. If it hits the ground and rolls away from you, that's kind of an illegal spot. Yeah. You know, but if you drop it and it stays within a couple inches, then you're fine. But uh, so that's kind of how I teach my guys that don't play golf to get a little bit of understanding where the pin goes. Again, I have, well, you have those zones. What do you have, four or five? We've got four, yeah. Four started, zones. Started three front, middle, back. Yeah. We would just rotate. If first hole is front, second hole is going to be back. Right. Third hole is going to be, or front, middle, back, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> first front, second, middle, third, back, first front, or, you know. Uh, so the, the zones have kind of mixed it up. But same thing, uh, the the whoever put it together did a really good job of, Deciding some variety, yeah. So it wasn't like zone one. Some days when I was at Indian Wells, if it was if the pin was in the front on number one, then you're it was going to be play four strokes harder than if it was a number two. Oh, okay. right. This person made it made it a point to like took all this information and had like there wasn't too many hard pins and wasn't too easy, yeah. so they all balanced out right. all these quadrants and then made maps of where not to put the pin. So it's pretty. Pretty put together for my right. guys to okay. say, here, I got a book form in the morning. Go put the pin in section four. Yep. It's the, the same thing we have. It's Ours is not bulletproof. So there's times we miss it, mm. and there's times there's bad pins. Mm. But in the winter time, you're doing the first eight holes in the pitch black. Yeah, exactly. As many times you've walked on a green, you're still walking on it. I mean, pitch I've black. cut cups that I thought were good and, and got ripped up for it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, fair enough. You know, I... I didn't putt to it, I guess. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I have the three zones and it rotates kind of the same way yours is because if I had a number one, did all fronts, the place would probably play four to five strokes more difficult. So we kind of took that front, middle, back thing and just mashed it up a little bit and made it fair. But again, most of it is, it's just our guys. That's it. It's whoever yeah. whoever has that job right now. Yeah. It's the guy not that a does USGA, PGA Pro. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a, just a, a crew member trying to make the best decision. I mean, again, again that falls to us to make sure, or Absolutely. me to make sure that, that we don't have one on the side hill. Or, you know, right. that's impossible. But sometimes we miss it. Sometimes we're out of the sprayer. And I mean... You're going to have a bad pin. Yeah, exactly. That's part of it. We've all taken one on the chin. Yeah, exactly. And so if you really think that uh, one day we were being an asshole, no. Sorry, we just didn't make it around. Um, I might have got laid last night. (laughs) Don't ask if I got laid or not. Yeah, like sometimes you just... Yeah. That is in your right. It just happens in the dark. Could not get laid last night? Jesus original. (laughs) Yeah, good idea. What did you come up with the bridge the walking bridge oh, over yeah. the bunker <laughs> yeah which uh we can bring that back sorry to jump on that one <laughs> andy maybe you want to edit this out so anyways we'll move on to a uh another topic or idea that we had before thought it was uh called the good idea fairy and dan's got a pretty good good idea from the good idea fairy. yeah so i recently had it come up where i've got a a 
a green with the green side bunker that's i mean decently large not huge so the, the members kind of got to walk around it to get to the green it's a yeah. long walk to the back to the path and one of the men were suggested putting a walk bridge over the bunker to get to the green. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy played with him looked at me and goes well what are you gonna do if you hit it under the, <laughs> the bridge <laughs> oh i didn't think of that didn't so think about it. the old walk bridge under the, the bunker is the most the walk recent bridge over the bunker yeah is why great. not <laughs> could you imagine pipe <laughs> Would you put railings? Not only are you the bunker, would you put railings on it, or would you just lay it out like a fucking plank? <laughs> be like walk the no, plank, a bridge. mate. A rope yeah. bridge, yeah, a rope bridge. like a, a legit bridge, like in a bunker that's probably four feet deep. You're all squatted down. <laughs> the rope bridge would be great. I'm six feet tall. Like. <laughs> or just have a balance beam that goes across. And be like, here you go, you fucking savage. Just fill the water See if you can get across that. Mary Lou would. Mary Lou Retton would. Skedaddle right across that thing, no problem. Why don't you get over that? Oh shit, that's funny. The fucking walk bridge over the bunker. Walk bridge over the bunkers. I mean, everybody's got a good idea. Yeah, it's an idea. Exactly. Thought about it's it. It's better than nothing. Thought about it. Yeah, I can't wait till one of those comes like hits you and you're like, really? And then you go try it and it comes out to be like, holy shit, that's the best idea. I can't even <laughs> think of one that I've heard other than. The seed in the desert was pretty good. See, the desert's pretty tarps good. Under the, tarps under the trees, good. I mean, curbs between the landscape and the and the the turf. Yeah. So we don't have to edge the landscape. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, what are you going to do about edging the curb? Oh, shit. Yeah, you'd have to do that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, let's just put oh, curbs shit. in. That's so funny. It only cost half a million dollars. <laughs> But it was a good idea. Thought hey, about it. It was an idea. Yeah. We need more thinking. ideas. Yeah, we definitely need more ideas. That's when you know Alicia Crew's engaged. Yeah, that's or true. the member is engaged. You, you know, know, some of the best ideas you're getting from your crew, though. Yeah. And there's one I can think of is there's a club in California where they have these super elevated tees that go up into, into a mountain and they they walk on the tees and they they didn't they couldn't figure out what they were gonna how they were gonna get these uh the walk mowers up there yeah. because it's all desert like steep. One of the member or one of the crew guys said, "Put in uh, like a along the walk path a little railing the same height that you could roll with the wheels on yep. the, the exact width of the T mower, and you just roll yeah. them up, and then so the dudes just drive up, oh, that's up the cool. walk paths." And it was just a crew member that thought of it. I mean, this is like an all they, department design. How they, yeah, and the architects out there and stuff. The crew guys. There's a course out here that has it done like that too, yeah. and and I can't even think of what it is, but I remember that story coming up. Uh, that it had been passed on through. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if it's at Verado. Is that Palmer Design? Yeah, and I know it's part of the Palmer Group. I don't know if it's yeah. Palmer Design. But anyways, yeah, great idea, though, uh, to walk it up there. Because I remember doing it at uh, Desert Highlands. There were some gnarly ones trying to get your team yeah. over up onto that tee box. That's brilliant. He's a, he's a crew <laughs> That's guy funny. That. Right now, mine just drive on with a triplex and destroy the edges all the time, so... <laughs> I mean, but we got nothing else. You know, we're just out there edging it after that and cleaning <laughs> out the edges. But that's pretty funny. You know what else? Uh, let's talk about um, what do we got for the homegrown section? Home we'll bring that section. back in as, yeah. you know, been away from that about two weeks homegrown. Let's give a tip to our homeowners what they can do about their yards. I think this year since they, we're talking about irrigation, maybe uh, how frequently a home lawn Probably in the Midwest, northern states are going to start kicking those going. How frequently are you going to mow or water? 
and uh, what time's a good time to water. So I think a good rule of thumb would be an inch of water per week. Yeah. Based on temperatures, obviously, if it's, you've got a, a week straight where it's unseasonably hot, go ahead and kick it up. But yep. a good rule of thumb, I think, would be an inch of water per week. And then anytime, like right before 10 a.m., yeah, is to give it a good drink. You don't want to get it late at night because then you open up the turf more for susceptible diseases to to grow. So yeah, whether you got a wet turf going, in, especially after a cut, you got an open wound, and now you're allowing this moisture and humidity at the turf to to enter the plant. And yeah, and then you don't want it in the diseases. middle of the day just because it's going to evaporate out here. Yeah, and all the little water bubbles can almost act as like a magnifying glass, not burning. Start Turf blades, yeah. so start closing stone yeah, the, the best time transpiring. The best time is you know just early in the morning as the sun's starting to rise. Yep. You know you get the best bang for your buck. It's typically not windy then. You know good temperature, get a good soak in, or run it every other night. Just run heavier. That's yeah. kind of a better way to do it. Um, you know I just got the new house and whatever, and it's funny how I'm you know running around out there and looking, and I've got Saint Augustine. In my backyard. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, the previous homeowner, and I understand it because as I watch the shadows, the backyard right off the edge of the patio is shaded real early. It's like 11 o'clock and there's already shade right there on the edge. So by one o'clock, we're five, six feet out there and he was having trouble growing it. So he planted St. Augustine and it's taken over back there. So now it's mixed in with the overseeded rye, but it'll be interesting here in the summertime what my yeah. my poor feet look like yeah. <laughs> after throwing some bags from right. AZ Board right. Source. The Red Sox and Pats bags will be out there, and I'll be fucking cutting my feet up on St. Augustine, tripping over. Those stolens are like ropes. Oh, I am aware. You know, <laughs> that's good. You can make a fucking hat out of that shit. Because yeah. you better playing golf on that shit. <laughs> It wouldn't make wrist. a difference in my score. Yeah, you'd bring, <laughs> yeah it wouldn't kidding. matter. Can't say, shit, it might help. I'm going to stop chipping in the backyard. You're yeah, all dialed in because you're just chipping through razor blades. <laughs> Fucking Popeye forearms trying to blast through the grass. <laughs> you're just taking massive divots because they're already going to hit down on the fucking sink. Oh, shit. Yeah, so that'll be interesting taking care of that. But everything else, you know. There's some hot spots out there, and I'm thinking, oh, man, I'm going to run a little inline, uh, you know, the little adapter on the NDOs for the uh, pellets, wetting agent pellets. Which is another good thing. If you can get some wetting agent out there, get some soap out on your backyard, some hot spots, or in your golf course. Um, Back to irrigation, speaking of uh, this, how do you run uh, wetting agents, wetting agent to maybe the hold water, or are you putting out a wetting agent to... Kind of push the water into the soil. So I'm I'm trying to kind of do a little bit of both, I guess. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. So I'm chucking it out. I'm injecting it through my irrigation system. Okay. Um, so I do that once a month. Yeah. You know, I, and it seems to be okay. I mean, just cost-wise, I to yeah. do it anymore of that. So any, it's just getting injected straight out of my pump station out. And is it something that you stick on regularly, or are you kind of yeah, I'm as needed. No, I do it you, once a month every every year, every month. Okay. Just yeah. My soils are just so bad. I'm basically growing grass on like four inches of thatch and then concrete, which is yeah. why we need the jackhammer. So that's why I need some to try to flush water to try to get it into that concrete layer. You know yeah. what I mean? But I can, but my roots are so thin because they're growing in that just two inches of yeah. sh- the organic matter and basically thatch. 
that you know they dry it dries up really quick right you know so so you're running both of them i'm doing the same thing yeah i use those uh magnum pellets from florentine yeah i throw those in uh one a week or sometimes twice i guess i'm buying them as i need you know yeah. I, I buy them as part of the budget so this year with all the rain in the winter time i had some stock up so i was yeah get them going but i've been on it religiously for just a hair over a year and i when i first started i was kind of grabbing them and chucking them in here and there and i finally had said to my sales rep i said that's it i'm i'm committing to this so every time i order my greens fertilizer send me these pal the big magnum pellets mm -hmm. and i just been stick stuck on that for a year and a half every week and it flips back and forth from pervade to retain, which is one's holding water, one's, you know, pushing water through the soils. It's flip-flopping. And I definitely noticed in a distant, uh, difference, but I think it's the commitment. Yeah. You know, if you're going to choose these things, I think it's going to be one of those I can definitely see when it's starting to... I mean, like I said, I'd love to inject more. Right. But I can see you know, about that three-week mark where it's like, all right, wait, it's, it's time. Right. It's time again. You know, you see it start to wear off. The hot spot starts kicking back up. So yeah. it's just another tool I use. It's nice that I'm able to inject. And right. The injection system is clutch. I mean, it's just such an easier application. Yeah, so, for sure. Especially for something like that. Yeah. You're just going to need it wherever yeah. it goes. You know, but it's definitely if I, if I come off it, you can tell. Oh, for, for sure. sure. Like, like three weeks. Yeah, so it was back to the point I'm out here trying to figure out how I'm going to do this to my yard how I'm going to put one of these the little mini tabs that go inside your hose in inline on here so it runs out all the time why isn't that that's going to be genius when it's done yeah but don't don't come looking next time you're here because it's probably not going to be done yet dude they always say the superintendent has the worst lawn in the exactly time. my father was a mechanic because the only brakes in town that would squeak really yeah. <laughs> <laughs> never got to it you know? <laughs> never got to it so for sure, you know, it's the last thing you want to do is work on your own stuff after yeah, you've been for... taking care of it all day long for a job. Uh, is there anything else you want to cover? Uh, we got, do have some golf coming up. Uh, like like we talked before, we got the skins game coming. Oh, one more um, thing. I think one maybe most relevant to Arizona is we had a question from Kip Wolf or oh, PTI yeah. Golf asking, uh, you know, what kind of treatments are for stink net or globe chamomile, which is basically took over the desert here in Arizona because we had yeah. such a wet winter. The honest answer is I don't know the answer. I would, first thing you say was go chuck some glyphosate on it. Yeah. smoke it. Uh, apparently that's not apparently, the case. Apparently, yeah, word is that doesn't really work that well. I read the best thing to do is to remove it by hand. Yeah. Because once it goes to seed, it's it really looks cool. It makes the desert gold. Yeah. Like if you're out in the desert and you look Yeah, it kicks long your allergies distance, right in the dick yeah, it too. Does. It's a really cool looking yeah. allergy when you're looking through teary red eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, those were yellow? Oh, that's beautiful. Oh. Yeah. Fine. 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 Let's just enjoy the camel wheel. Yeah. And it does stink. That's why they call it stink net. It does really give out this weird smell. But it looks really cool. So people, oh, look at how golden the desert is. Well, it's an invasive weed. Uh, it is loaded everywhere. But uh, you had said that up by your house... You saw some guys on the for the city. Oh uh, no! I was some some landscaper out there whacking it. I mean, they were basically their whole yard was covered. It's you know they're an acre in like Cape yeah. Creek, 
and they whacked it down with weed eaters, and they come it came out with looked like some pendimethylin or something is yellow. Yeah. And then I'm I'm guessing a postmer like uh, glyphosate. Yeah. And they sprayed it all, and it seemed to to. I mean, oh, has I've been back in the last couple, you know, for a month since, and it's all in check. They huh. they got the cleanest the yarn on the block. Yeah. Uh, so maybe opening up that wound and then smoking it is the is the best answer. Yeah. But that, I mean, it takes over. So Yeah, the entire desert floor. Is yeah. So I'm not sure, you know, if, Kip, you got it in your yard or whatever, just go yank it with your hands or maybe try this method of weeding it down. But, I mean, the seed is already dropped. So oh, and at this point but, now in the desert, if you see it, it's all dried out. Yeah, it's all dried out. We haven't had rain in yeah, two been, months. Well, we got some the other day. Oh yeah, I did sprinkles. Almost, yeah, just under ten. Made the truck dirty as shit, but didn't do anything for. Apparently, my golf course got some. My member told me, but really, yeah, nothing in my rain gauge. Cut that out, Andy, because I sound like a fucking idiot for not knowing. <laughs> I got rain in my golf course. Jesus Christ. Andy, don't cut that out. That was funny. Sometimes <laughs> you do need to step away. It was the weekend. Get I had no away reason to it. think that we had got water, and I just ended up in a conversation with a member. I said, "Yeah, we got." Let's go, shit. Yeah. It rained here at the house. Well, sprinkled. Like I said, made the truck dirty, but nothing at the golf course that registered. But it looked like out west, you know, at one point, it looked like they were getting hit pretty hard. I mean, you could see it in the distance. It was raining for sure. But anyways, that's that's all we got this week. I don't think we have much more unless you want to hit on some sports. There's nothing else. I mean, we just talked. There's golf coming. UFC golf coming, I guess. Baseball is going to go 82 games, apparently. Is what I read. So they're gonna but try and do it. 82? 82 games in. Uh, is there gonna be some realignment? I don't know where it's gonna go. All I did said on the bottom of ESPN was uh, specific stadiums. Some random article I saw. I don't know if it's true or not. Again, who knows what to believe? But the 49ers are thinking about playing here. So really, yeah, that's probably crazy. would never happen. But there, I mean, I guess that's another rumor out there that we can all chase to give us something yeah. to do for the next month until we get football's got to happen i think uh yeah i did see an article where you know fauci said there's a way to football football's gonna happen it will happen dave Dave portnoy from barstool sports is going to sit with fucking roger goodell the content king are you kidding me he two hundred and fifty thousand dollars when that auction came up and anybody i mean who knows or follows barstool when that auction came, knew exactly the day Portnoy was yeah, in that. And he, he was getting exactly it. what he did. He yep. didn't want it. $253,000 he paid to sit and watch Monday Night Football. How's, how's Goodell going to get out of that? <laughs> I have no idea, but his, his videos he's already put out are, are it's just launching haymakers at Goodell right how now. Does, how does the commissioner of football not know that that's coming? <laughs> I don't know, but it's going to be As soon awesome. as I was like, oh, there's an auction to sit with him during Monday Night Football, I was like, Dave Porter is going to win that. Yeah. Like, and he did. And he like, said he's going to be an, uh, a GoPro-like monster walking in. He needs to wear the same outfit he wore in the Super Bowl. He got drug out with his dead legs. With the mustache. With the mustache and the glasses. <laughs> right? And the fire Goodell. Yeah. It's going to be great. Did you see the pinata that somebody sent to him? Yeah. Sent him a pinata and he I'll said he's bringing it. Yeah. He said he's bringing it. Pinata with Goodell's face on it. Yeah, he's gonna roll in with him, and he said we can have fun with this at halftime. Oh, the content king, man. that is gonna be great. Um, so that's something to look forward to. Yeah. But nothing else much going on. Just keep on grinding out there. Um, yeah. I'm sure when I see you next week, we'll be talking about transitions some more. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we are in the transition mode for the rest of the summer. 
So another thing I did just think about before I wanted to sign off was uh, we got talking um, about the hack attack. For all of you that don't know, we got the hack attack out here. It's a little league that we try to run in the summertime playing skins games. Um, Sent out an email to a couple of the board members of the hack attack and uh, got a little response. We want to get that thing going. Um, One of them had said absolutely not. He can't do it at his golf course, which I totally understand it. Um, I had said that I can do it at mine. So we sent out an email asking some people, hey, how interested are you? So I'm not sure if you got that. It went out today. Um, so if you, uh, if anybody's out there wants to get involved in it, weekly skins game, 20 bucks a person, 30 bucks a person, depending on what we want to run for a game. Um, not sure how we're going to do it with the lack of gathering, but we need to get out there and play some golf as a group, bunch of superintendents, yeah. some vendors, some assistants, some crew members, uh, get that camaraderie back. Cactus and Pine is going to have their um, first meeting. It's going to be June 10th. Um, we running for the board. Um, I put my name back in the ring. You're going back on the wagon? Yeah, I'm going to try and get back on the board. You, um, if you don't know, I ran for the board or ran on the board of directors for Cactus and Pine. I was there for three years. And I'll come right out here on this podcast and say that I went into it with the wrong attitude. I went in to try and fix the place overnight, uh, watched from a distance for about a year, saw some things I wasn't too sure about, um, won't get too far into that, but I just went into it with a completely wrong attitude, um, got involved a little bit more with uh, GCSAA, went to the industry show this year, I was part of the Melrose Leadership Academy, which they kind of bring you behind the scenes a little bit within that, um, had a great group of guys that I went to and gals. They were involved in some equipment managers, got to sit with the board of directors of GCSAA, had some questions, got to talk to those guys and really see what it was run like on their side. Different, totally different perspective. Opened my eyes a little bit and realized that if I don't like something, then I'm going to kind of join it and be more positive and get people involved in your chapter, get your people involved in your national. Um, I, for a long time, didn't think it didn't do shit for me. After meeting with them, there are some things that these people, there are some hard, hard working people out there trying to get things done for us on Capitol Hill, uh, here within the state. Um, there's these people that are working hard behind the scenes, talking to their you know government officials about how important golf is. That was a huge thing here with us, Cactus and Pine. When I was on the board, writing up a, um, a basically a book, and it showed the... Uh, the economic benefit of golf, economic impact study is what it was called. The economic impact study showed the benefit of golf in the state of Arizona. $3.9 billion, I believe it brings in a year is that it? to this state. Yeah, is that it? <laughs> right, exactly. So it's very important. Um, that was kind of looked at behind the scenes. No one really saw all the work that the past president, Rory, did. Um, even I, sitting right there, didn't realize till I kind of saw the impact even of it at the GCSA, at the Golf Industry Show. Uh, people were asking me about it from other states because uh, they knew this book was out there. That was pretty cool. And I'd started to realize like, hey, that, you know, we kind of thought, what is he doing? You know, what is, why is this so important? You know, and all the efforts and things like that. I look back and say, hey, I missed the boat on it. And I'm here again to put my name back in there. 
and uh, be a little bit more involved. And I want to look at it as trying to get other assistants more involved, other superintendents going to our um, meetings, more for the camaraderie. I'm not saying you're going to go there and learn things, but get out. Let's talk. Let's hang. We're all doing this together. Um, so that's my kind of feel on my why I'm going to get back in and uh, be more involved, I guess. So hopefully it works out. Maybe I won't even get picked and I won't even have to worry about it. But hey, you got my vote, buddy. I knew I'd have yours. I knew I'd have yours. And uh, next year we're going to come and recruit you onto the board. Yeah, I'm not yeah, on the board. Exactly. I figured that. But you know me. That's what's going on. Uh, again, thank you for all for listening. Uh, again, late night here at uh, Studio Guilfoyle. It's uh, we're we dragging ch- here a little bit. Yeah. Out no, the before end we this. check out, I just want to... Just want to jump in. Mother's Day was on Sunday. Big yes. shout out to all the moms out there. My wife, Jamie. We've got two boys, one girl on the way. Very, very Woo. excited about that. Um, so she's an awesome mom. Happy Mother's Day to her and especially my mom. Um, she's a special woman. Uh, she's a, an absolute savage. She, uh, you know, not to get too deep, but she's beat cancer four times Jesus. in her entire life. So uh, she's a warrior. Uh, she's a badass. She'll tell you straight to her face that she's a badass. She has a, uh, she has a, she might have a tattoo that says she is that. And, nice. Uh, and uh, she recently wrote a book. It's called The Image of Me. Um, it it takes a lot of courage, you know, for I think to sit in front of this mic and talk, and but to actually to write a book and put yourself out there, it takes a stream amount of courage. It just shows how strong of a person she is. So, I mean, I, maybe we'll probably get more into the book later on but check it out uh it really just it opened my eyes and how brave she is and how much as a word she wordsmith she is and how much little i know about the woman that raised me yeah. uh she's an incredible lady uh she really you know put her heart and soul into that book and uh like i said it's, it's called the image of me uh i'd love to take a deeper dive into that on a later date where it's not you know late and we're two hours in but uh (laughs) i just want to say happy mother's day to the strongest and uh the most beautiful badass woman i know mom uh i know you're listening uh i know you're wanting to take notes right now but i I really do love you and i appreciate everything you've done for me so uh go read her book it's awesome and uh thanks for letting me share that that's awesome that's awesome and uh thanks thanks mama cutler uh, and also to my mom, happy Mother's Day, mom. Love you. And we all know that you're a savage. You somehow raised this. Uh, if you know me, it's uh, pretty good work right there. I think she did a beautiful job. But I'm not going to follow Dan's. That was awesome. Happy Happy Mother's Day to everybody. All right, so we're going to wrap that up on Mother's Day. Uh, remember, you can follow us at on Twitter at F Jingweeds. Again, that's F at F Jingweeds. You can also follow us on Instagram at from underscore the underscore Jingweeds. Again, don't miss that. That was from underscore the underscore Jingweeds on Instagram. And also you can email us at from the Jingweeds at gmail.com. Reach out to us, please. Questions, give us some feedback. We're dying to hear from you. I hope you're listening. Hope you're enjoying. We're enjoying doing this. Till next time, I'm going to say later. See you later. Love you, mom and dad.